This is Mo and McGee on Fantasy. Welcome into Mo and McGee on TKD, our favorite league, Logan. We're back one weekend. Yeah. We're both 0 and 1. Yeah. Um, I think at some point, uh, Someone else is going to like some other people in the league are going to have to take this over for us if we can't if we can't pull our heads out of our asses. I think this might be. I don't know if I've won a week one game for years now. It feels like. I know last year I started zero and three. I believe the year before that, or I know at one point I started zero and four. I I don't know what week one jitters, Kevin. I a little too jittery out of the gate, I guess. Yeah, maybe you should. Uh... Play your players during preseason a little bit. Make sure you're ready to go. <laughs> well, I've t- I told everyone this last year, too. I'm becoming too big of a Wolves fan. I'm too excited now. I'm watching Anthony Edwards playing the World, World Cup. And basketball is always on my mind. <laughs> I'm, I'm with you. Here in two weeks, we're going to start some preseason. But that's not what we're talking about. Oh, okay. That's, for, that's about... for Wolves Daily. That's for Wolves Daily. Tune in next week. Um, well, Kevin, yeah, this is fantasy football. Um, I lost um, basically because I picked – I didn't pick a running back too, and the my fourth-round pick had zero points on one target. So, Yeah, how are those second-year breakup for you? <laughs> oh, yikes. <laughs> Not amazing. Never mind. Sorry, um, I asked. Yeah, let's, get, let's let's we'll get to me later. Let's start out with our first matchup. The high point total of the week went to Luke Higgins. He scored 140, beat Ryan Woods at 118. Woods kind of unfortunate. I think he beats every. I think he beats every other person in the league, but Luke and Huber, um, third highest point total of the week, which sucks to be on the losing end there, but. Good team. He has a good team, and he'll he'll probably find some wins. But let's talk about Luke first. Running back sucked. Well, J.K. Dobbins didn't suck for a half, but now he's out. Yeah, see you. Goodbye. He's goodbye. Quarterback um, sucked, but, boy, Tyreek Hill, number three he pick. He had an okay day. He was worth it, huh? Yeah. He, he's uh, still good at football, it turns out. 44 and a half points. Um, did he get over the 200 yard mark? I know he was close. Oh, yeah. 215, oh, yeah. I believe. Uh, 215. Whoa. Uh, and to just add on top of that, play Brandon Ayuk in the flex, who comes out and has two touchdowns himself. Um, didn't need a lot outside of that. Um, there's 70 points right there. Um, except he was facing Ryan, who you mentioned third in points. Um, so did fill in with defense and kicker. J.K. Dobbins had enough. Cole Comment looked okay. Um, big point production from two guys. We'll we'll see if uh, that can persist. Um, track record for Tyreek Hill says, oh, probably, most definitely. Yeah, well, and the scary thing is Travis Kelsey's going to be back in this lineup probably next week. Um He also had Zay Jones on his bench who played well. Raheem Mostert will likely take J.K. Dobbins' place. Um, Yeah, it's a good team, Kevin. Uh, Be you know if he can get more production out of the running backs, 
I uh, see this team going pretty far. Talking yeah. about running back production, Kevin Woods. Woof. Tony yeah. Pollard, Travis Etienne looks like a, a pretty good pick as well. Yeah, Travis Etienne didn't look like he was going to have a really huge day, but late in that game, a lot of short catches, kind of adds on, but he'll do that for you. Um, uh, Tony Pollard, 22 points. Then Monday night, Steph Diggs, 26. Pretty solid. Uh, no big blow-ups for Ryan, but up and down roster looks really strong again, just like last year. Yeah, Ryan's been putting together some years here. He even has Michael Pittman on the bench, um, who looks good. Um, I, yeah, these are these are going to be two teams that are going to be there at the end, Kevin. There's not much more to say. Let's keep it moving on to the next matchup. Derek Huber puts up 137 points against the Grinders football team. <laughs> yeah, Kevin, uh, I had 95 points. Um Deshaun Watson had a rushing touchdown. That was great. It was a slippery, wet field. Joe Burrow had 85 yards, so I'm not worried about the passing. Um, you know, if Deshaun Watson can run for 45 yards and get a touchdown here and there, he can pass for whatever he wants. Austin Eckler looks like a stud. Um, the rest of the team did not show up to play at all. CeeDee Lamb was a part of a blowout. He had like 77 yards in the first half before that game was out of hand. Uh, Mark Andrews injured, couldn't play him. And then, yeah, Kevin, you mentioned at the top, those second-year wide receivers that I got, Drake London, Jahan Dotson, George Pickens, all kind of were disappointing. A little bit of a slow start there. Um with them being second-year guys, hopefully it's just a little bit of getting up to speed. Uh, you did have Kyron Williams on the bench. On the back of two touchdowns, puts up 17 points. Uh, wondering if you're leaning Zeke or Kyron or elsewhere going into week two. Yeah, I mean, so Kyron looked good, but he plays the Niners, which is not ideal. I was... Um, Kevin, I got a. I can't lie to you. Zeke Elliott looked. He played a lot. Um, he did. I. You know, the Ramondre reason, Stevenson did have an illness going into the game, so take that. Yeah. With what you will. Um, but yeah, five catches. Granted, they only went for 14 yards. He did play quite a bit. Um, goes against Miami, who gave up a bunch of t- rushing touchdowns to the Chargers. I th- I might go Zeke again. Obviously, it's not ideal when you're talking about two guys that are you know somewhat backups at the moment. But um, I th- I I think this is what fantasy football is going to turn into in you know maybe three years, where like these are the guys who you're going to have to scrounge up for RB twos, guys that have like 45 percent to 50 percent work. And you're just really hoping that you find either the pass catcher or the touchdown score. Sure. Um, and yeah, it's going to be tougher and tougher every year. Speaking of that split, Austin Eckler does have a real nice point total here, 26 points. Joshua Kelly gets a lot of work. Are you concerned going forward or, or how are you feeling? I'm feeling good. I, I think... Um, you know, week one, you're going to rotate guys in. People are – I, I uh, was listening to a Vikings player. Um, I think it was Harrison Smith actually said 
that week one is the hardest game to uh, for your endurance for your you know. So I think a lot of it, a lot of you know what we see in week one is not what we're gonna see. I think I saw somewhere that James Robinson was a top ten running back in week one last year. Finish as a free agent at the, at the end of the year. Um, so week week one, you know, some things are going to matter, some things won't. Um, so yeah, I I think he'll be fine. Justin Herbert had a one yard rushing touchdown, and then Joshua Kelly, like you mentioned, also had a punch in. If if one of those is Austin Eckler instead of those two guys, it's a massive day, and you're not even talking about it. So. We'll see. Um, it was interesting, but week one's week one. Here's where I'm going to go on a little rant, Kevin. Um, I know I just talked for a while, but keep it going. Huber had a nice day. Uh, Trevor Lawrence looks like he's going to be good this year. Aaron Jones had a couple touchdowns. Montgomery looks like he's, at least for now, uh, a big part of that. Uh, running back tandem, Devonta Smith gets in the end zone. Jalen Waddle has a nice day. Derek Huber almost won $25 because he picked the Cowboys defense and special team, Kevin. They had 35 points. That's a lot of points. Almost 35. Yeah, I think they were the second highest scorer in fantasy football this week. Second or third. Um, Reminds me of that Patriots defense from 2019. I, I know. I think everyone needs to take a real hard look in the mirror. Whoever voted to keep def- to keep this shit position in our league, take a hard look at yourself in the mirror, Kevin. I don't see you looking at yourself in the mirror yet. Oh, what are you talking about? I just didn't want ITPs. I wanted no defense. <sighs> well, I got like whopping like four votes. So we, there's a long ways to go on that front. Yeah, well, this is this should be this here Cowboys defense and special teams thirty five points. That makes me angry, Kevin. Um, I don't know. What do you think about Huber's team? Pretty good. Huber's team's pretty good. Uh, he put up one thirty seven asterisks. Cowboys defense, sure, uh, but Jamar Chase, uh, real slow day um, out there. Um, Burrow did look a little banged up even before things got really slippery. Um, so we'll see if the nine points is that sticky or if uh, he steps back up. I, I think that'll be really interesting for Huber. He, he's going to need Jamar Chase to play like a top five player. Outside of that, uh, I'm just realizing now his running back depth is scary. Uh, he's got Aaron Jones. David Montgomery, and then Jarek McKinnon had two points, and that's it. So I think and, I know somebody who should be looking on the waiver wire <laughs> this week for a running back. And uh, Aaron Jones scoring his t- second touchdown came up limping, uh, holding his hamstring. Yes. So we might be we might see Jarek McKinnon in the starting lineup <laughs> here uh, in week two for Huber. How exciting! Um, yeah. Uh, Talking about good running backs, uh, let's go to Garrett Graba, who won. The loser of last year looked good in that little pink dress that he was wearing. Um, kicked Kramer's ass. Kramer, low point total of the week at 78.6. Yeah. Woof. Ugh. Um, but 
Tua looked like a good pickup. Uh, he waited. Uh, Garrett really waited. I think he was the last person to take a quarterback in the draft. He went with Anthony Richardson, um, who also looked really good rushing the football. Um, so that kind of tells you that you probably don't need to to spend an early pick on a quarterback if you just need some decent production. Um, but he has two rookie running backs, Kevin, Bijan and Jameer Gibbs. How'd you think they went week one? And do you think that's just those two people are going to be cemented, cemented in Garrett's lineup the rest of the year? I think Jameer Gibbs is going to be really interesting. We, we saw Detroit last year rotate running backs quite a bit. Uh, and then you saw this so far week one, um, David Montgomery getting a lot of run. Um, granted, if Jameer Gibbs runs that touchdown in, uh, that eight points looks like 14 and you're a lot happier. Um, I do think that it's going to be these two for um, the indefinite future. Um, but Jameer Gibbs is the one that scares me. Bijan very clearly is going to be the focal, the number one, two, and three option um, in the Atlanta offense um, with Tyler Algier at number four, which Garrett has. So um, handcuffs, good spot on a, a team that values the running backs. Yeah, he, he has a bunch of good running backs on his team. He has, you know, um, Javante Williams also looked like he's pretty healthy. Wide receiver, so Calvin Ridley looked really good, Kevin. Um, but outside of that, wide receiver for this team uh, might be an issue. Definitely could be. Um, I think Garrett's pro- was probably banking on Sky Moore showing a little something that he was at least okay at football. Um, otherwise, he's probably waiting for Jameson Williams to come back as a big roll of the dice. Uh, this is definitely going to be a team that rides other positions um, and rides Calvin Ridley. Um, but if your top four or five guys are scoring enough points, you, you typically don't have to worry too much about it. That's right. Uh, talking about five top five guys who uh, kind of fell flat on their face, that's Kramer's team. So he was relying on uh, T. Higgins, Devontae Adams to show up big. Um, T. Higgins had a zero burger. Devontae Adams had 12, you know, pretty, pretty good. Um, but Alexander Madison at 13.4 was the highest scorer on his team, and that's not going to cut it. Yeah, that, that's not going to be enough to win you uh, probably ever. Um, Jalen Hurts did look rusty. I don't expect that to stay. Everybody else, I'm a little worried, um, especially some of those running backs he's relying on. Rashad White, yes, got a lot of work, but looked bad. Alexander Madison. I think we'll be okay. He'll be fine, right? Is that your take? I mean, he's going to score a lot of touchdowns. He will. Vikings are going to score more than 17 points in a game this season? They will. We'll see. I hope. (laughs) Please, God. Uh, They're the Bucks, not the Eagles. Um, Cam Akers, they're in the flex. Uh, He's probably not as excited as he was. Um, before week one, Cam Akers. Um, he does have James Cook, Dalvin Cook. Lots of options, but nobody that's like an exciting... I can't wait uh, for this guy to take the field and get me 20 points type players. Yeah, so he um, 
you're kind of right about that. Just with James Cook, I thought, you know, when you look at his fantasy score, it's like only 10 points. He looked a lot better than that. So I think probably next week we'll see James Cook in, you know, the starting spot instead of instead of Rashad White. Um, but I think Kramer's going to have a flex issue for the rest of the season. Jacoby Myers um, had a really nice day, but he's injured. Um He's in the concussion protocol. Romeo Dobbs had a pretty nice day, but kind of deceiving Kevin. He did not actually play that much. He was like, uh, I think, third on the wide receivers and snaps. And I was without Christian Watson. Um, So I I don't anticipate. Yeah, I don't anticipate him having 18 points many other times this season. And Juju, I think, was running like third or fourth on the Patriots. Um, so the flex is going to be an issue uh, unless um, there's an injury somewhere to, you know, maybe Brees Hall and Dalvin pops up or Christian Watson doesn't get healthy in Romeo Dubs. It's going to be tough in the flex is all I'm saying. Yeah. And I, I want to spend a little more time on, on what you just said since we're not doing the, the regular podcast. It's just the TKD one this week. So if Brees Hall does blow up, a knee or miss miss extended time. Do you are you ex- that excited for Dalvin Cook or has a lot of that excitement for the Jets offense diminished with Rodgers out? I mean, Brees Hall was playing well last year. Um, they have a pretty good offensive line. The defense is going to keep them in games. Um, you know, he had eight point nine fantasy points. He rushed 13 times, caught three passes. He's going to do Dalvin things. Um, you know, <laughs> he he still popped up and, you know, showed the exact reason why the Vikings weren't going to pay him. I There was like two or three third and shorts, second and shorts that he does not convert. He it tries to be a little too happy feet, too fancy back there and gets his ass kicked. Yeah, I was going to say, is are, is Dalvin things two and a half yards per carry? Those are Dalvin things. Uh, Dalvin things, yeah. But he's also going to bust. He's, you know, he'll bust sure. one. Um, and he had a couple nice catches and a couple nice, you know, end arounds. Um, so, yeah, I would be excited if Brees Hall wasn't there. Um, but, you know, Kevin, I'd also probably scoop up my little guy, Michael Carter Jr. Um, Who saw as well. the field a little bit. I was surprised. Saw the field a little bit. Yeah, um, but I you have to be an idiot to keep Brees Hall off the field. He looked amazing last night, um, so I don't know why they'd be giving Dalvin any more work than he got. It doesn't make much sense, but uh, not a lot of things make sense out there. Let's keep it moving on to uh, Town. Daniel Swift facing uh, TKD Daddy Greg Rainey. Swift gets uh, the win here by 16 points, 110 to 94. Yeah, but, and you know, this was just kind of a standard fancy matchup. No one really, there was nothing big out of either team. Um, Dan had Justin Jefferson, which is a really good start most weeks. Um, what do you think about his decision to flex Brian Robinson Jr.? Proved to be a shrewd move. He had 19 carries and then a touchdown reception on his only reception of the day. Yeah, I thought it was crazy like a fox. Um, you know, I, I don't know who else he's going to play in that spot. Probably Gabe Davis. 
which I wouldn't have been super excited for either. But Brian Robinson looked good. Antonio Gibson looked bad. Um, I'm really excited about Dan's um, running backs going forward, even though they didn't have huge weeks. You said Brian Robinson at 13.6. James Conner only had 12, but the Cardinals look a lot more competitive than I ever thought they were going to be. And uh, Joe Mixon, on that sloppy day where the Bengals' offense was just horrible, um, still manages 10 points. Better days ahead for him as well. Yeah, I mean, Josh Allen's probably not going to score less than nine most other games. Um, TJ Hawkinson at eight receptions, Kevin. Got him eight. You know, they only eight. went for 35, 85 yeah. y- or 35 <laughs> yards, but... Um, Who cares you know, about depth of target? That shit doesn't right. matter. No, it doesn't. Um, you know, this... Boy, when I start looking at these teams, Kevin, it's like, yeah, who? what if he started in that flex? The bench is rough. Deion Jackson was probably the worst starting running back in the NFL this weekend. Um, I don't think Easily. Jonathan Mingo is ready to get started at all. Uh, nope. Elijah Moore. Elijah Moore is decent. Second on he'll see second s- on the Browns in targets. He'll see a flex start here or there for, for Swift this season, I think. Roshan is kind of exciting. Um Six catches in that game against Green Bay. They were playing catch-up a lot. Um, yeah, about might, 12 of those points came on the last two drives of the game. So Yeah. Careful so, yeah, with him. Yeah. But he did look like the best of the three running backs. I, I will give him that. So, yeah, I, I don't know. You know, when I start looking at these teams, it's like, oh, God. It's going to be. <laughs> yeah, I have no room to talk, Kevin. I only scored like 90, 95 points, but it's like. <laughs> Jeez, I'm not excited to start anybody in the flex there. Um, let's go over to Greg. Kevin, I told you. What did I tell you pre-draft? I do not know what to do with Isaiah Pacheco. Still don't. Still don't know what to do with him. No answers. Um, he ran eight times, caught four passes. but um, And to be clear, don't know what to do with him isn't good or bad. No, it's not no. saying because uh, even uh, if he did bad, then you know that you just wouldn't play him, but you don't know what to do. And CH played more than I thought he would. Um, Greg was, you know, this is why you always listen. You, as soon as um, I don't know who drafted Jerick McKinnon, we just talked about it. Huber, um, Greg looked at him right in the face. He's like, Hey, dude, he does not play until like week 15, <laughs> he does not play until the playoffs. And he was right. It was it was Pacheco. It was Ceh. Um, yeah, and Nick Chubb's going to be good. That was uh, encur- encouraging for Greg. Chris Olave looks good. Um, yeah, I was targets. really out on Olave coming into the season, but that's proving I think already to be foolish. He's just he's going to go out catch eight balls for 110 yards. I think that's going to happen every single week. Reminds me a lot of Jarvis Landry, you know, Miami Jarvis Landry, where mm-hmm. it's like, you know, I would not put him in the top 25 most talented receivers in the NFL, but gets himself open. Um, he's not going to run by anybody, but he's going to get open. He's going to catch outs and slants and things like that. And in fantasy football, PPR, that that stuff racks up. Absolutely. Um, Brees Hall uh, on the bench, but I think that's a start for next week. I think he'll start over Isaiah Pacheco. And then the flex is going to be interesting. Um, Nico Collins looked good. 
Uh, Jamal Williams only had seven points, but, you know, I think if you're not going to start Jamal Williams in the next two weeks, I don't know why you drafted him. Um, I don't know, Kevin, what do you think about this team moving forward? There's some interesting pieces. Um, There's also some question marks. Yeah, there are some players that I I love. I love Nick Chubb. I think Brees Hall's a great pick. Um, Isaiah Pacheco, I don't know what to do with. I'm coming (laughs) around to the live. However, there are some major red flags on Greg's team right now that are a little scary. Deontay Johnson's going to miss a few weeks with that hamstring. Christian Kirk... That looks like not his team anymore. Um, looks like Ridley. Um, Christian Kirk, I think, only played in three wide receiver sets again. Um, yes, he'll have big weeks, but he's no longer a guy that you're going to rely on. Um, so if you take those two guys out, you have to pull in Nico Collins, and you have to put in Brees Hall. Uh, I like the team, but it is a house of cards. It is very, very... Um, risky in that if if shit hits the fan there's not really a good way to rebound so i know greg is going to have his fingers crossed on health for the many weeks going forward yeah um you could have just said he sucked kevin you'd have to go over that whole long diatribe there Um, i haven't talked much this podcast (laughs) i have to let the the lungs breathe a little like i have a few long exasperated uh eloquent you want to talk now you want to talk now because we're going to go to carter Uh, never mind kevin i'm worn out Uh, after that one carter carter wins 103 over kevin 97 this was the closest matchup of the week and it really came down to monday night football and it actually came down to like the second half of the fourth quarter uh, when Garrett William Garrett Wilson makes one of the most incredible touchdown catches I've seen, um, but yeah, Kevin, this went right down to Monday night. Uh, were you watching? Did you think you had it in the bag? Did you think you had it lost? What what went on? Oh, I thought I had it lost. Um, and I over the past two years have had a really bad habit of going into these Monday night sh- games stressed out as shit when I have. Uh, probably definitely going to lose and then just being pissed all the way up until I do officially lose. So this time I tried to take a little different. Uh, I wasn't going to watch the game, but I got the notification that Rogers goes down. So then I'm checking in a little more often and then we're about halfway through the, the second half and I'm like, okay, I have to flip this on. And sure enough, one or two drives later, Garrett Wilson scores a touchdown. Uh, what I thought was inevitable does indeed happen, and I'm again pissed sitting in front of the TV. Can't teach an old dog new tricks. No, I guess you can't. Um, but yeah, Garrett Wilson really did not, you know, it looked rough there with Zach Wilson, um, but he caught all five of his targets and he caught a big one, a touchdown. And um, that's kind of what, uh, you know, put Carter over the top is he just had a couple more touchdowns than you, Kevin. Mike Evans also does not, you know, have a big day, but catches a touchdown um, and then had just enough from his two star running backs that uh, puts him over the top. Didn't, you know, wasn't really spectacular, but had the touchdowns. Kevin, you just had Christian McCaffrey. That was it. Well, hold on. This is a really fucking good team. Um, 
there's a reason he was unanimously the best team coming out of the draft. Um, if he can figure out how to use his IR spot, like maybe for Jeff Wilson Jr., who is on actual real-life IR, he could be really dangerous. Um, Justin Fields is going to have blow-up weeks. Josh Jacobs is going to have blow-up weeks. Derek Henry, all those guys are going to have weak-winning weeks. Even Amari Cooper is going to have big ones. Um, I probably shouldn't have beaten Carter anyway, um, but it stunk a little bit more with the Garrett Wilson deal. Anyway, on my team, uh, Chris McCaffrey, big day. Everything else pretty solid up and down. DJ Moore's a little disappointing. Kyle Pitts is a little disappointing. If I had an average week out of Joe fucking Burrow, <laughs> just an average middling 10 points, it's a win. So to go out here, go to sit in front of the TV and watch him throw for 85 yards was absolutely disgusting. Made me want to vomit and shit all over my house. Yeah, Kevin, that was bad. You mentioned it, you know, your team, um, you know, 13 from DK Metcalf. He scored a nice touchdown there. Uh, Keenan Allen looks like, you know, you mentioned you just couldn't quit Keenan Allen. Looked to be a good move. Kevin, nine targets, 75 yards. He'll have better, you know, he'll he'll blow up. Um, all right. So we kind of skipped over. So I had Drake London goes for zero points. You have Kyle Pitts. Um, is there any hope for this Atlanta passing game? Any hope at all? I'm afraid not. Um, I'm going to hold on to Kyle Pitts because I am stubborn. And I tried to trade for him so many weeks last year and couldn't Garrett wouldn't give him to me. Thanks, Garrett. That's turned out to be a good deal. Um, they each ran, was it 20 routes? There was a yeah I'm yeah sure I was, think uh, they were both in there for like ninety percent of the you know snaps and ran a total of like twenty routes. That's how few passing attempts the the um, Falcons had. Pitts at least has three targets. I think London had one. Yeah. Um, but when you only throw eighteen times in a game and eight of them are to a running back. Good fucking luck. I don't have high hopes. I will be picking up a second tight end, and it probably won't be Isaiah Likely anymore. <laughs> um, but I am creating a backup plan, and I would recommend that you do too with Drake London because I would be scared shitless. Well, you know, on the cover of every waiver wire column, who I was planning on, oh. you know, picking up is Puka Nakua. Yeah, the last pick in your in your draft, uh, Kevin, goes off. Cooper Cup, like 10 catches, 119 yards, doesn't get in the end zone, but 15 targets in week one. Um, is that a mirage, or do you think it's a sign of things to come for Puka Nakua? Do bad football players get 15 targets in their first NFL game? Tutu Atwell also had like 11 targets, Kevin. Yeah, he's like 40 games into his career. This is his first NFL game. Um, The answer is yes, if they're Travis Fulgham. Um, I think Puka Nakua is definitely no Cooper Cup, but they have similar style of games, um, and I'm happy that Stafford is locked in on him, um, and he will be a fixture in this offense until Cooper Cup is back. Are you starting him in week two, Kevin? 
More than likely because it's him or Scary Terry, and I'm still scared <laughs> of the turf toe. All right. Um, we got one last match up here to talk about, and that was the greasiest winner of the week. That's Brad Truck, 99 over Murphy, 82. Um, you know, Jets defense, Kevin. A defense was the highest point total uh, score for Brad. Amon Ross St. Brown looks pretty good. A.J. Brown, um, running backs look rough as shit. Um, Real bad, Brad. Uh, I don't know. Yeah, running backs are going to be really iffy here. Yeah, he needs uh, A-Chain to not be a healthy scratch. Um, So he needs those Mostert injuries to uh, kick into gear here. Um, Because it's Ramondre. Kenneth Walker looked okay, but probably going to be sharing time with Charbonnet as the season goes on. Gibson looked horrible. Um, well, if, even if all those guys play at their ceilings, it's still not a super exciting. I mean, Kenneth Walker can't have a nice ceiling. Ramondre can't have a nice ceiling. But I feel like you're asking for a lot um, to see hey, both of those things happen. So this is this reminds me a lot of my team last year, Kevin. And, you know, I remember I you I built my team based on one star running back, and then three receivers. I had Joe Mixon, Cooper Cup, CeeDee Lamb, um, and I think it was, I don't know. I don't remember. I think it was uh, <laughs> Adam Thielen. Woof. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah. But that so that's that's how I built my team. And, and so I was like, okay, if I can get 20 points from each of those guys, that's 80. That's a really good start if you can get 80 <laughs> points from four guys and then you just have to have just enough from everywhere else. Feels like kind of how uh, Brad kind of built his team with A.J. Brown, Amon Ross, St. Brown, Lamar Jackson. It's like, can I get 50 or 60 points, you know, 70 points out of those three guys and then have just enough everywhere else? Um, I think Ramondre Stevenson was going to be a good pick um but you know uh zeke elliott's there he got a lot of work uh he's going to score touchdowns um and then Ramondre scores 14.9 points but keep in mind that they had the ball pretty much that entire game it was a time of possession was very one-sided that's a lot of plays behind 14 points i think but you're, the point you're making with Seek is completely valid that it's more a more concerning split than I expected it to be. Absolutely. Um, and so you're you're talking about three running backs that are at best splitting work. Um, and then at worst with Antonio Gibson not playing much. And then you look at the bench, Salvin Ahmed uh, and Devon Akin, both not great. Um, yeah. I don't know what to say, Kevin, but he get he got a win week one, so good yeah. for him. Yeah, and you were talking about the parallels between your team last year and Brad here, and I see that. I just wish that he had a better third receiver than Jordan Addison. I think it's a lot of eggs to put in the basket of a rookie. Um, he so, built his team that way, Kevin. He went rookie, I know. rookie, rookie, rookie. Yeah, that's true. Come on, Kendra. <laughs> yeah, I guess. Um, 
he won't be healthy till fucking uh, Kamara's back. Um, all right. Uh, on the flip side, Murphy lost. Mahomes looked good on Thursday night. Uh, other than that, everyone else kind of fell flat. What do you think of Miles Sanders? He ends up with eleven point eight. You know, he had twenty two touches, which is about all you can ask for. Just didn't really turn him into much. Yeah, uh, Miles Sanders was somebody that I was super high on. I was sending dusty trades on tr- two or three trades um, before. Maybe it was just one or two, but uh, before week one even happened, Chuba Hubbard saw the field quite a bit. Chuba Hubbard looked pretty good. Um, not great, but looked pretty good. I thought this Carolina Panthers offense is going to hammer the rock behind their best offensive asset, their offensive line. Um, and it didn't look that way against an Atlanta run defense that should have been very beatable. I am... Very concerned if I'm dusty. Um, not only did Miles Sanders fall a little flat, Hollywood Brown fell pretty flat in a competitive game, which is scary. Um, the saving grace, I think, is Zay Flowers. Zay Flowers' uh, highest target share out of anybody in the NFL this week. Um, nearly 50% of targets for those for the Ravens. Uh, feel good about that. That's kind of where the story ends, though, I think. I'm concerned if I'm dusty. I'm not losing hope. You have potentially Cooper Cup coming back, but concerned. Yeah, wide receivers are going to be rough. Um, so Zay Flowers has that big week that's without Mark Andrews. You know, um, you imagine that to come down quite a bit with Andrews back in there. Um, Saquon Barkley should have much better days ahead. The wide receiver room for Dusty's squad just not quite cutting it. And to be honest, Kevin, you know, he sent, spent a second-round pick on Cooper Cup. Man, I would be ugh, really, really nervous if he plays, you know. I don't know if he'll be, you know, playing healthy until middle of the season at best. Yeah, I mean, if it is a nerve issue, there's a chance that it just never even gets better. Um, and it might be a play through it situation, which you would expect to affect his performance. Um, it's crazy. I don't know. At the same time, he could come back healthy and be 30 points per game Cooper Cup, which would be, I'm sure Dusty and, would find that amazing. <laughs> and then Murphy's one of the best teams in the league. Um, just like that. Because, yeah, Saquon, uh, just obviously bad game script from the beginning in that one but yep. he's gonna be a lot better um i was actually really impressed with sam laporta kevin he, he had five catches on thursday in his first game um he played a lot um mm-hmm. so i think he's gonna be you know a nice pick at tight end where there's really not many in this league um so yeah a, interesting team he's gonna need cooper cup healthy um, and rolling on all cylinders to really maximize anything here. But we'll see. Um, so, Kevin, week one, we don't have much to talk about in terms of standings or anything. But uh, what's your matchup to look for next week? Who are te- two teams that you're interested in squaring off uh, coming out with a win? Yeah, for me, uh, 
the matchup of the week. It's going to be Woods versus Swift. Um, Woods outscored Swift last week, but Woods got the loss. Swift got the win. Um, they'll be going head-to-head this week. I'd like to see if uh, those point totals replicate um, and Ryan gets the win, or if uh, Ryan falls a little flatter and, and Swift gets out, uh, pulls out a win uh, to go 2-0. and It'd be a big 2-0 and start for him. Um coming off of uh, beating uh, Greg and going right into Woods. Yeah, that would be big. Um, all right, Kevin, last question I have for you here. Uh, and maybe one of the sillier moves of the early, early season, you dropped Kenny Gainwell, who ended up being, you know, starting running back for the Philadelphia Eagles, playing pretty well. Over, under, fab dollars. I'm going to put it at 25 25 yeah. it's a good line especially because he's questionable for thursday night that's kevin what is that that's an eighth of your whole budget of the year yeah i i'm thinking that ah oh, man it sucks because you can kind of see him getting willie pipped out of this unfortunately yeah, he's injured right yeah banged up ribs you could see him not play this week and then Rashad Penny goes from healthy scratch to 100-yard game, and all of a sudden we don't know what's going on anymore. Um, I'm going to say good line, but I'm going to say over narrowly. Yeah, you know, that's what I'm thinking. Maybe I will be over 25. (laughs) Maybe that will be me. I'm thinking I put it at 25 because I think that's what everyone's going to anticipate, and then it's going to probably be – Who's going to be the one who puts it at 26, 27 to, you know, cut out those guys? Everyone's going to put in 25. I think it'll be more than 27, 28. Oh, wow. Everyone watch out. Kevin's spending $50 on Kenny Gainwell week one. Uh, Before I saw he was injured, I might have had a bet out there for $132. (laughs) After Just because I fucking him. dropped After him. After you dropped him for oh, unlikely. God. Because, so, so I can explain why I dropped Kenny Gainwell. I was concerned that Kyle Pitts was going to have a good, a horrible week. Apparently very justified. Um, so I wanted to go get Isaiah Likely. Just in case I needed a week two felon. Um, figure out my tight end position. I dropped Kenny Gainwell thinking there's three backs there. Nobody's going to rear their head in week one. Um, sure enough, Rashad Penny, healthy scratch, Boston Scott's in there. Um, but it looked like Kenny Gainwell for the most part. Um, Swift did get a little bit of action. And I was sitting there fucking pissed because this happened in several leagues that I was in that I did that. Um, anyway, I expect it to be more than 25. I, more than 28. I, I just cannot believe this story with Kenny Gainwell. So you knew I was a big Kenny Gainwell guy for the last two years, Kevin. I drafted him, I think, (laughs) the last two years. Um, And, you know, he popped every now and then, um, but was firmly behind Miles Sanders and sometimes behind Boston Scott. So when they, what they trade, like a fourth round pick for DeAndre Swift? Um, They pick up Rashad Penny, who played well when he was healthy last year i thought all right that's it for kenny gainwell time to just all right not drafting yes. him again he comes out plays 65 percent of snaps leads him in rushing attempts 
routes, targets, everything. I it, it's incredible. I I don't know what to think about it. Um, the other two, you know, people are going to try to be scrounging on the Baltimore running backs. Do you have any thoughts on those two guys either, Kevin? Yeah, Gus Edwards, I, Justice Hill scored two touchdowns. If week one didn't happen, uh, but J.K. Dobbins was hurt, I would have been hammering Gus Edwards. But the two goal line touchdowns for Justice Hill is terrifying. Um for somebody that was high on Gus Edwards. I think it's got to be Justice Hill by a slim margin, but I think it's going to get split right down the middle. Melvin Gordon might be uh, active. They might bring in Kareem Hunt. I'm not as keen on the Ravens, but at the same time, that offense could be one that you wish you had a piece of um, if they get clicking. So I'm leaning Justice Hill, reluctantly. What about you? Yeah, I think I am too. I ideally am staying away from the situation because, like you said, uh, Leonard Fournette is out there floating around, mm-hmm. Kareem Hunt. Um, I personally think after we might see what happens on Thursday, I think uh, the Vikings brought in Kareem Hunt for a visit. I think Kareem Hunt's, you know, if Alexander Madison doesn't have a good game again, could see – you know, cream hunt in, in purple, either with the Ravens or Vikings. Um, but yeah, it's interesting. I, I think between Gabe, you know, Gainwell, those two guys, um, a lot of intre- a lot of interesting things happen on the running back waiver wire. Cause you also have Zach Moss who comes back healthy for the Colts. Um, you mentioned Chuba Hubbard played quite a bit for your Panthers. Joshua Kelly played quite a bit for the Chargers. I was going to um, say, you're kind of hopping around one guy in particular. I, I know Josh you Kelly. have. Yeah, you got there. It took a long time. He was very intentionally at the end of that list. Um, Austin Eckler, of course, has an ankle. That's well, that's how they call that now is that he has an ankle. Um, and two. Is One's hurt. In serious doubt. Um, for this upcoming week, you obviously have Austin Eckler. What do you think the bid for Joshua Kelly is going to be? Over under twenty five. Uh, I think Austin Eckler is going to play for one, Kevin. Oh. Um, but I think it'll be under twenty five, uh, unless it's 15? you. I think you're probably the only person that would pay twenty five for him. Oh, I just want to scalp him out from under you so when Austin Eckler doesn't pay, play, you're fucked. <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, is so Joshua Kelly, um, we've been talking about Joshua Kelly for, what, two years now? Can he be, can he be the number two guy there? Um, I They also drafted Isaiah Spiller. Was that last year or this year, Kevin? Last this year. year? Last, last year. year. Um, who played quite a bit in the preseason. I don't know. I I think if Austin Eckler doesn't play, Kelly's obviously going to be probably your first pick, but I don't think he's going to be a fancy superstar. So I guess that's where I'm at. So I go under $25. Over under 15 I'll Tell you this, Kevin, I'm not paying $15 for him, and I have Austin Eckler, so I'll go under that, that too. I think... 
I think uh, if someone is really desperate and they like go to running backs and they sort who scored the most points on the waiver wire <laughs> and that's how they want to base their waiver wire on. Sure. I could see him spending a few bucks there, but I, yeah, I don't know. I, I think uh, it'll be interesting for, for sure. All these running back waiver claims. Um, typically this has been a league that is a little scared to spend money until late in the season. So we'll see if that changes as well. Um, but yeah, this is usually when uh, you can get some guys for a little cheaper than you thought. Yeah, this is typically where I spend overspend by thirty dollars for every player that I get, and I get like four of them. And then I yeah, I mean, the year. it makes the rest of the season really easy. You just don't bid on anybody. It's great. That's right. Um, yeah, I think the last couple of years I've you know. I'll always remember our first year of Fab. I spent $71 on Elijah Mitchell. I overspent like $30, $30 more than every other person. Um, but he ended up being a good starting running back. For I was going to say, and that was still the best use of $71 that I think this league's seen yet. Um, and I guess that's the question. Do you think Kenny Gainwell's worth, you know, is he worth 50 bucks? Is he worth $65? I, you know, if he plays as much as he did, Yes. Um, but who knows? And that's why we play this game, Kevin. That's, that's why, why we, we play, play this game. I can feel a little bit of tension happening right now uh, as Logan tries <laughs> to figure out how much I'm going to spend on Kenny Ga- Gainwell right now. I'm seeing. I'm trying to look at Kevin in Kevin's peoples yeah. to see his spreadsheets bouncing back. <laughs> <on>. <laughs> oh, it's right there, just circled in red. Oh, red. What does red mean? Red, red, red. Um, hmm. All right. I guess we'll see uh, at 2 a.m. this morning, Kevin, because I'll stay up. I'm going to stay up till waivers till waivers hit. That's my move. You know, actually, that's one of my pet peeves. And no, everybody should shut off the podcast right now. Uh, but when I do stay up and waivers are supposed to roll at 2 and they don't roll until fucking 3 a.m., it's the most <laughs> fucking maddening shit ever. Just fucking roll. Kevin, eyes are rolling back into his skull as just waiting for waivers to pop. Yep. Happens a couple times a year, and I'm still never learn. This is going to be an interesting one. I I might might actually stay up till, you know, Kevin, this isn't going to happen till after waivers roll, so it doesn't matter. Yeah, I might stay up till I might stay up till two. This will be there's going to be some interesting people that get that get unclaimed, I think. Yeah, we didn't talk at all about the tight ends. I think the tight ends will be really interesting. A lot of I mean, Hunter Henry led all tight ends in points this week and he's on the waiver wire. Hayden Hurst was number two. He's on the waiver wire. Yeah, he's on the waiver wire. Uh, a lot of people are going to be wondering what to do at tight end, and there's a lot of interesting, intriguing options. I don't know if there's any good choices, but interesting. We'll That's have for to sure. see. We'll have to see, and we'll see everyone next week. Um, programming note: I don't think me and Kevin are going to do. You know, we're going to we're going to go back in the lab, figure out what to do with. Mo and McGee on fantasy. Um, but next time you hear it, it'll probably be different, um, but exciting nonetheless. Probably more wolves. <laughs> a lot, it's going to sound like we're talking about the Timberwolves a lot. 
So there you go. Uh, all right, Kevin. Uh, that's it, I think. Uh, we'll see yeah. you folks next week. And see you next week.